Somebody come and welcome to this Christmas special episode of the Funkin' Pod. It's the time of the year, just the season. You see it from the thumbnail, the title. You know it from the time of the year it is. It's Christmas time. And so, yeah, welcome to the Funkin' Pod holiday extravaganza where we throw a wrench in all things Christmas spirit because we're talking about Christmas. We're dissecting Grim, I, I almost said Grinch, Grinchmas, Christmas from media and communications point of view. So welcome to this, to the festivals, <laughs> happy festivals, you know how it goes to the rest of us. So, well, we dissect, yeah, Christmas from all kinds of points of view this time. It's like, um, you know, Fruit Ninja style, but with a PhD and semiotics. I made the joke in one of my classes. I was very proud of it. Then I realized Fruit Ninja is very outdated. And actually, one of my one of the feedbacks I gotten from like we have an anonymous feedback in classes, right? Of course, afterwards students can give you re review the class and feedback the class. And one of the feedback I gotten was like that my my pop culture jokes are a nice try, but they're quite outdated. <laughs> Well, so there goes that joke, not going to use it again. But hey, today's feast, let's get back to back to the podcast. Today's feast, Christmas. But of course, not the one that like you have with your grandma and you sit around the Christmas tree and, and, and whatnot. Um, like the, the, I don't know, the, the carols and the gingerbread. I don't like ginger, by the way. Um, we're going to go, and I mean, it's easy for me, for me because I'm German. We're going like all media grinch on it. Right? We're going to expose the sugar-coated, we have behind B PR PR machine behind that that big road red jelly man. That by the way, we don't like that much in Germany. In Germany, Santa Claus isn't coming to town. We have how do we say it in English actually? We have the the Christmas angel, I think. Um so and it's on the twenty-fourth at night, not the twenty-fifth in the morning. Very important. So but buckle up because it's gonna be a jolly old sleigh ride. Um, and yeah, well, let me just start with the obvious, right? Let me start with Santa Claus. The, I know I'm thinking of like a cool headline for this, this segment. Santa Spectacular. Is that a good headline? The Santa Spectacular and, uh, the media's no job. Or does it sound too dirty? Ah, let's just see, okay? So let's let's start with that jolly, jolly old red man himself, okay? Santa Claus. So <sighs> let's go. <laughs> so this, this, you know, I mean, we all know Santa Claus. Like there's this portly North Pole dwelling philanthropist, if you will. Like he's he's of he's the golden goose, right? The media's golden goose. Like even in Germany, where we don't celebrate Santa Claus, we have Saint Nicholas. Nick, is it in English? St. Nicholas, yeah, on December 6th, where you get like small gifts usually. It's gotten a bit out of hand as of late, but usually it's like just some small gifts. And then on the 24th, the Christmas angel comes, okay? St. Nicholas on the 6th of December is based on like this actual Christian Catholic saint, Nicholas, who, and if I, I, I left the Catholic Church a long time ago, so I, but I hope I still get it right, so... He back then was like a, I think a priest or something, and he was going around the city and just giving, giving gifts like whatever to to the people in need. I think he even cut his coat or something. As the story goes, uh, I think that's the dude. Um, anyway, so based on a real guy, Santa Claus, it's not real. 
Okay, but let's talk about it. Okay, let's talk about it. Every year, right, he, Santa Claus is trotted out in ads, movies, all those specials, right? It's like his image is like plastered everywhere. It's like from mugs to socks to ties, you name it, right? So we have to unpack this this manufactured like merriment, like like Santa Santa is the ultimate consumerist icon, in my opinion, or is it? Let me explain. So it, it turns quite out that it's the, the nice list, right? And I hope you can follow me. It's basically like a data mining operation, right? Fueled by wish lists and, and cookies. You know, technically like a form of surveillance. No one's asking me. Um, <clears throat> as long as you I know, um, make sure that you follow the GDPR or the PDPA here in Thailand. <laughs> Um, yeah, so everything that you put in your wish list, right? It's of course all data that's been tracked and that's been used. I don't want to say against you, but you know what I'm saying, like for targeted advertisement and so on, right? And well, don't let me don't let me, don't let me get started on the reindeer, right? I mean, talk about exploiting um, pets and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, Rudolph's red nose. Probably from over um, overexertion, pulling that heavy ass sleigh with all the gifts that he stole somewhere. Yeah, blitz on antidepressants. I would not. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. But okay, back. back I, I might have lost myself a little bit. Back, back to like what actually happens. Okay, you know, in this podcast, I always try to add some media theories, right? So. One of those theories that fits here is the cultivation theory, right? So media exposure, and we talked about this theory a lot in this podcast, media exposure shapes our perception of reality. So constant exposure to Santa's image reinforces, A, the image of Santa Claus as like the nice jolly old guy that never existed, um, but it also reinforces consumerism. And unrealistic expectations because you see that everyone's getting gifts all the time and it's the season of gift giving and so on. So you're like, yeah, well, I guess I have to give gifts and buy gifts. So yeah, it reinforces consumerism and unrealistic expectations because now everyone expects Christmas to be like, oh, I get lots of gifts and I give lots of gifts. It's, it's got to be like in like those TV shows, for example, right? So that's what actually happens thanks to the cultivation theory, especially in this case now Christmas style, okay? So that's why I'm hating on Santa, not because of like, well, actually also because he exploits pets, of course. So, yeah, if we analyze Santa's transformation from this religious figure that I talked about, right, St. Nicholas, to, to a yeah, Coca-Cola mascot. And to be honest, Melanie Thornton's Coca-Cola Christmas song Still my favorite Christmas song. So not necessarily hating on it, but hating on it. <laughs> so if you look at like how marketing psychology, right, plays a role in, in his design. And so the way he looks, the way the stories are being told, it's of course all by design, right? A, of course, jolly old, big, fat, like chubby guy, old guy, like, oh yeah, trustworthy and all those things. Right? It's all designed on purpose it's not just like oh how did it happen like i i i kind of promise you that probably saint nicholas did not look like santa claus okay so this jolly philanthropist in in an ad eh. and then you have the the malls which is which is nice to see but of course also reinforces all those stereotypes and then i mean you have the mall center that just tries to make you go buy stuff right 
Oh, have you been a good girl? Yeah, okay, and your parents gonna buy you this and that. So, ah, this whole narrative around Santa Claus very much reinforced, of course, to make us buy stuff, consume stuff, and so on, and so on. And let's just continue with the malls and everything, right? Let's continue, like Hallmark, for example. Like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm sticking with like my my metaphors or like my 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 funny, funny, and um, <laughs> I know, I know. I call it to my students, it's funny in quotation marks. Um, the ha I'm going to call it the Hallmark Hoedown right now, okay? Because it's, it's Christmas is the war on singleness. And before I elaborate, actually, right, like, right today, okay, while I'm recording, uh, the biggest German um, news agency, news, news show on, on TV um, published something on Instagram um, like a slideshow, basically, where they tell you numbers or like Zoom links that you could follow, call, click on if you're feeling lonely during Christmas and during New Year. Yeah, because Christmas, as I said, the war on singleness, okay? So let, let's walk, let's just waltz into like that hallmark hall of cliches, okay? Like Christmas is all about like finding your perfect match. And yes, I do. I, I had a. I also had a had a crush on Kira Knightley. Okay, back back in in Love Actually, for example. Who had? But like this cliche, like have, of having to find your perfect match, like under a mistletoe, like mistletoe by fate, so to speak. Right? Like single like Christmas. Yeah. Brace yourself of a like barrage of movies portraying you as a lonely loser, like yearning for a happily ever after with a stranger you've never met before, right? Like you're gonna meet someone while ice skating, bumping into each other, like oh love, love forever. Yeah. I hate to break it to you, but you might not get the CEO at the end. Like you know, you bump into that guy ice skating, it turns out it's like a multi-millionaire or multi billionaire, son of a CEO, whatever, not going to happen. It's like the media is trying to gaslight us into believing single is like a disease, only like curable by, by holiday romance. And newsflash, being single like Christmas is perfectly fine, okay? And frankly, who wouldn't trade like awkward f like family dinners for like, let's be honest, eggnog-fueled Netflix marathons? Let's be honest, what's more fun? Exactly, right? Okay, so the theory that we, that we can apply here, that, that, that applies here is the social comparison theory, okay? Why? Because we constantly compare ourselves to others, okay? And media portrayals of like happy couples at Christmas, they, they exacerbate like those, those feelings of, of loneliness and, I know, inadequacy. Like for, for singles, okay? So we compare ourselves, if you're single, we compare ourselves to others. They're like, oh, look, they're all happy, they're couples, so I have to, like, if I'm not a couple, I, I can't be happy, okay? So you could look into, like, those formulaic plot lines of, like, those Hallmark Christmas movies, right? Like, you see, like, those, those recurring tropes, right? The, the happily ever after stuff, like, Love Actually, fantastic movie, huh? But it's the same shit every time, every time, Okay? Uh, so you can see that those narratives, they, they reinforce like mostly heteronormative leads, of course, um, or ideals and pressure singles to conform to like a specific romantic narrative. All right. Yeah. So you, if you look at like those Christmas movies, like how they portray singlehood, like not mostly not in a positive way. Right? There are a few 
Um, that might do it. Um, yeah, Bridget Jones' Diary is like a classic, of course. Single All the Way is another one. But most of the movies are like sticking to the narrative because it's successful, right? And well, now if we take another step to to the gift grab and the like, the com commercial caroling, because it just like is like the next door neighbor to that, in my opinion, um, because. How do I how do I get like a smooth transition to not look like the biggest Grinch ever? I don't know. Maybe I'm the biggest Grinch ever. But yeah, if you look at like the like the the piece of resistance, like of this media fuel Christmas insanity, right? The the, the gift giving frenzy. Okay, like remember the, the the joy of giving. Like it's not better to give than to receive, right? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. It's buried under the mountains of commercials reminding you that your love is measured in the size of your credit card bill. And gifts are only worth some, something if you really spend on it, okay? So don't get me wrong, like thoughtful gifts are amazing, right? They're lovely. It's, it's the best thing. But the media turns Christmas into like this shopping mall brawl for the hottest toys and the best gadgets. It's like a never-ending cycle of desire, consumption, and landfill waste, to be honest, right? So Maybe this year, instead of battling over the, the last Furby 2.0, there we go with my, with my outdated pop culture references. Um, we could focus on like experiences, like acts of kindness, or even maybe, hey, crazy idea, like homemade gifts, like just a crazy radical thought here. But how about it, right? So what, what, what theory fits in here? Clearly, agenda setting theory. We talked many times about it, right? Media, the media prioritizes like certain issues and shapes public opinion by focusing on specific storylines. The storyline being you have to get the latest gadget, the latest gift, the latest toy, the latest whatever. That's the only way to be happy, to make your loved ones happy and so on. Like clearly, like, clearly an advertising move, right? So if you look at like Christmas commercials um, and those marketing campaigns in those commercials, you can see how they focus on material possessions, uh, how they can try to create like a sense of urgency and scarcity around gift giving like get it now before it's so late and so on yeah and that's this of course boosts the economy in a in a in a, in a short-term perspective that's why they do it but there are of course also consequences to it like for example environmental consequences that no one thinks about during christmas right so this consumerist emphasis Because it's a huge carbon footprint, for example, but of course no one cares or thinks about it. And so if you look at tra traditional Christmas commercials promoting like expensive toys to like ads that maybe encourage charitable giving or sustainable gift giving, which ones have you seen more? Yeah, of course. So, okay, let me, let me just grinch it all up, okay? And then I promise I'm gonna be in a better Christmas mood, but... It's just a bit frustrating that this happens like year after year after year and it just seems to like always be turned up more, right? Um, but hey, I'm gonna, like I said, go in full Grinch, but I try to actually also put a positive spin on it um, because as you know, the Grinch doesn't hate Christmas. He just hates the people that celebrate Christmas the wrong way. So <laughs> here we go. Enough negativity for now. Um, I, I hope. <laughs> so, the, the, and the point isn't to ditch Christmas, of course, right? It, the point is to to be mindful media and communication, to be mindful of the media's manipulation. 
So yeah, remember that Christmas is about family, friends, and maybe a little bit of magic. Okay, mostly eggnog, but but still maybe a little bit of magic. Okay, so let let's reclaim like the true meaning: togetherness, compassion, spreading some some nice cheer without the pressure of the picture perfect Instagram post and so on. Yeah, so isn't that isn't that what Christmas should be about? Because it sounds so cheesy right now, but but it is right. So. Yeah, try to create your own media narrative, maybe. Like ditch those commercial carols, like bake some cookies with your loved ones. And it can be friends. You don't need to have like the perfect partner that's waiting under the mistletoe, okay? And sing some maybe uh, slightly off-key, um, at least that's what I do, carols off-camera. Don't make it a TikTok trend, okay? Let's make Christmas our own funky <laughs> little rebellion against a manufactured merriment, okay? After all... Isn't that what the real Grinch, the one with the heart, like you know, two sizes ultimately learned? Yes, it is. Okay. So, yeah, the media is trying to sell us this sanitized, commercialized version of Christmas, but we don't have to buy it. Okay? So that's my takeaway. We can be creative, like creative counterculture, the carol singing Grinches who remind everyone what it's really about. Yeah, so think outside that, that gift box. Okay? Organize, I don't know, neighborhood caroling sessions, if you will. Like volunteer in the soup kitchen. Do the, and I don't mean to put myself out as well, but I'm going to do like some, a clothes donation, do, donation drive, for example, at the weekend. So just something, okay, like the, that, I know, captures the actual Christmas spirit, okay? Yeah, host a potluck party filled with like laughter, bad jokes. If you need some, I have, en- I have enough of those. So those are the moments that make Christmas magical, not the latest tech gadgets. Yeah, or designer sweaters or whatever. Okay, so you see, I try to add like a positive spin on it, but I have to end on a German sour note because there's one topic I didn't touch on just yet. And I, I had, I thought maybe I don't want to talk about it, but I have to talk about it, right? Because let's just spin the bottle, the political podium. Politics, of course, also hangs, holds, grabs Christmas and tries to make it there, right? So, Grinch Gang, the Reindeer Games hasn't begun yet. So Christmas is, of course, also like a prime playground for politicians and news outlets. They dress up like Santa, they hand out candy canes made of promises, spin narratives like faster than... Then I don't know. I don't even know what to say. But they, they spin the narratives the whatever way they they want, right? So let's just the last five minutes of this podcast. I'm gonna spend some time trying to unpack their their stocking stuffers, if you will. Okay. So let's look at look at those new spins and holiday headlines, right? I think we could we could just call it what it is, like a charity charade. Okay. Ever notice like how news channels? suddenly become like super philanthropic powerhouses during Christmas. You know, those heartwarming stories about like struggling families, getting the dream toy. And it tucks, of course, on the heartstrings, but it distracts from, say, ongoing economic policies, Ukraine, Israel, Gaza. You think it just stops just because it's Christmas? Hmm. Yeah. Remember that... News narratives can be very carefully curated to shape opinions. We talked about this. So be wary of those sob stories and those flashy displays of festive generosity because they probably try to distract you with that from something else. Okay, and that's what we call 
the framing theories. Like news outlets frame stories to influence how we understand them. Okay, so if you look at like those those cherry stories at Christmas, um, you have to un identify what we just did. The underlying agenda, like why are they showing this right now? Are they going to distract from something? What are they trying to distract us from? Okay. And, well, let's, let's just go all in. So, in my notes, I wrote down culture wars and candy canes. And what I mean by that, well, okay, fun part here. So, the annual Christmas culture war, right? Religious freedom debates, that's always there. They check. Nativity scene controversies. Check, yeah, double check if you will to heated discussions about the war on Christmas. Check, 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 triple check, right? News outlets love those juicy, divisive topics because why? They generate clicks and outrage. Okay, so and that's what they want because if we don't click, if you're not outraged, we're not clicking. Just another, hey, Christmas is nice. Yeah. And no one's clicking on it, but hey, The war on Christmas has begun. You're like, what? You're clicking on it, right? So outrage sells. Okay, panic sells. And that's why news outlets, left, right, you, doesn't matter. They all go for outrage, okay? This is not a left or a right thing. This is like a money-making thing. Yeah? No one cares if you're left or right. They just care that you're clicking on it. And the easiest way to make us click on it is by being divisive. If you would all agree on something, we're like, yeah, that is true. And no one's outraged, no one's sharing it and so on. Okay? But if you're outraged, then you share it, you click on it, you talk about it. So, again, they don't care left or right. They just care that you click, that you give them attention and that they are making money with it. Uh, so, don't get sucked into this vortex, okay? And it's not, only, it's not only happening during Christmas, of course, but Christmas is just a prime example. So, remember, Christmas can be time for shared values Not weaponize traditions, okay? Don't let them weaponize your tradition. So the theory here, there are lots of theories at play, but one that we haven't mentioned yet is like the manufacturing constant theory. And the German can talk about propaganda. Propaganda techniques like what we had earlier, agenda setting and priming are used to manufacture consent, Okay. So propaganda means, for example, I send the same message over and over and over and over again. And that's like the, um, the hypodermic needle theory, for example. That's what propaganda used a lot back then. And still works because if you see the message over and over and over again, eventually you're like, oh, yeah, maybe that is true. Hmm, yeah, I, I think so. Okay, that, that is propaganda 101. Okay. And then priming is priming us to, uh, to feel a certain way towards a certain topic. For example, the war on Christmas, right? They're not saying Christmas anymore at Starbucks. They're saying happy holidays. How dare them? And you're like, oh, yeah, right. Oh, why are they not saying Christmas? Oh, you, you get the point, right? Again, it's not a left or right thing. There was not just an example. Either side of the aisle wants to make the money, okay? So and that the easiest way to make money is being divisive. Like getting us... Us to split into teams and then just cater to each team. That's the easiest way to, to, to make money. And so that's why news frame specific topics like the war on Christmas in the way they do it. They influence public opinion and put the right audiences. They con then the audiences, the ones are supporting it, the others are hating it, but at least they're sharing it and talking about it and clicking on it. Okay, and that's what they want. And then lastly, or almost lastly, second, uh, second but last, 
what happens all the time during Christmas, political pandering, right? The holiday photo ops, like we have it all the time, like kissing babies, shaking hands, and so on. Christmas, Christmas is a photo op bonanza for politicians, right? Like you shake hands with carolers, sing along, maybe you hand out turkeys at food banks, you volunteer at soup kitchens for like one picture, of course, uh, you name it. They, they'll do it, right? Remember, while some of these gestures might be genuine, others are obviously carefully calculated place for public approval, right? That's why they do it. So gotta look beyond like that, that festive veneer, if you will, and analyze their policies. Now, if their policies, pardon my French, suck, then just one pick at a soup kitchen doesn't undo that, right? Look at the voting records, their actions throughout the year. Don't be blinded by just one nice picture during Christmas, okay? I, I think that that's... that's Just reasonable. So this is just a bandwagoning theory. We talked about this before. Politicians hop on popular topics, such as Christmas right now, to gain public support, right? All right. So, yeah, this not only happens during Christmas, Christmas like again, but Christmas, of course, being like a prime example for, for them, obviously. And, well, lastly, uh, well, <laughs> what happens during Christmas, right? During Christmas, they also like gift wrap, like, promises and empty snacks i think like what do i mean by that right politicians they love to make grand promises around christmas like like wrapping like a, a lump of coal right into like shiny papers like we're gonna lower taxes next year um we're gonna have a brighter future for everybody next year yeah but, but remember right that these promises might be as fleeting as like santa's like sleigh tracks in the snow because as soon as the new year comes around and the holidays are gone so are those promises So if they do that, you have to hold them accountable. They track their progress and don't just let the Christmas spirit like cloud your judgment when it comes to evalu evaluating leadership, right? So, oh, he just said it during Christmas. Yeah, doesn't matter. He said it, she said it, they said it. Hold them accountable for it. It's not just like you can say anything you want during Christmas just to make people feel good and then, then not follow up on it, all right? Yeah, the theory here, We call symbolic conversion theories a theory. So politicians utilize like shared symbols and rituals uh, to create like a sense of unity and belonging with others. It's like, hey, we're celebrating Christmas. I'm part of your community. And I promise you next year after the holidays, we're going to make everything better by doing this, 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 this. And then they don't follow up on it. They just want to be part of the community in this, in this moment, right? So <clears throat> there you have it. <laughs> I... I kind of like try to have some positive, positive spin on it during the episode and at the end we grinch it up one more time, but we just had to talk about it, right? So Christmas is, it's not a warm Christmas, but it's a battleground, but wait, wait, for not just elves and snowmen, obviously, but news teams and politicians, all right? So be mindful of the spin they put on it, the pandering, the carefully crafted narratives and so on. So use your critical thinking skills. And also benefits from these holiday headlines and photo ops and so on. And most importantly, yeah, don't lose sight of the true meaning of Christmas, which is, I think, spreading, so, spreading, so, uh, uh, that's the eggnog, spreading joy, connection, maybe a little bit of skepticism towards anyone offering you sugar plums with hidden agendas. Okay, so let's make this Christmas a season of informed decisions and mindful celebrations i think then we are successful and we can go with a i know open mind and hopefully uh, open heart as well uh, into into next year and yeah let's be honest this year 
wasn't a great, uh, but therefore next year gonna be much, 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 much better. I have the feeling 2024 is gonna be amazing. Um, <laughs> I sound like a motivational speaker. It's gonna be amazing. Um, but hey, hope does last. So hopeful for a happy new year. Until then, yeah, wishing you all, of course, happy holidays. And yes, I said holidays because, of course, not everybody is celebrating Christmas. So, hey, happy holidays. Uh, enjoy the time between the years. Um, I hope you, if, you, if you're going on holidays, enjoy those. There will be some uh, some year in review bits coming out here on the channel in, in, in a bit and a few outlooks um, here and there. But mostly we are also going to be on holidays for at least two weeks. And then after that, we'll start everything back up with full force, full power on the channel in 2024. So one last time, stay safe, take care, enjoy the break if you have one, and we'll talk soon. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. That would be a fantastic Christmas gift. Uh, leave a comment or leave, leave um, a some feedback, a review. Much appreciated. Until then, take care, stay safe. Sorry, come.